is Shelby. And I am Francisco. We will be reading the story of Ruby Bridges by Robert Coles and illustrated by George Florence. Our Ruby taught us a lot. She became someone who helped change our community. She was a part of history. Just like generals and presidents are a part of history. They're leaders, and so was Ruby. She led us away from hate, and she led us near to knowing each other. The white folk and the black folk. In 1957, the family moved to New Orleans. Ruby's father became a janitor. Her mother took care of the children during the day. After they were tucked in bed, Ruby's mother went to work, scrubbing floors in a bank. Every Sunday, the family went to church. We wanted our children to be near God's Spirit, Ruby's mother said. We wanted them to start feeling close to Him from the very start. At that time, black children and white children went to separate schools in New Orleans. The black children were not able to receive the same education as white children. It wasn't fair and it was against the nation's law. In 1960, a judge ordered four black girls to go to Two white elementary schools. Three of the girls went to the McDonald's. McDonald's, 1960-year-old Lee Bridges was sent to first grade in the William French Elementary School. Ruby's parents were proud of their daughter, had been chosen to take part in an important event in American history. They went to church. We sat there and prayed to God. Ruby's mother said that we'd all be strong, we'd have courage, and we'd get through any trouble. And Ruby would be a good girl, and she would hold her head high and be a credit to our own people and a credit to all the American people. We prayed long and we prayed hard. On Ruby's first day, a large crowd of angry white people gathered outside the French Elementary School. The people carried signs. They said they didn't want black children in the white school. People called Ruby names. Some wanted to hurt her. The city and state police did not help Ruby. The President of the United States ordered federal marsh halls to walk with Ruby in the school building. The marsh halls carried guns. Every day for a week they, that, that turned into months, Ruby expected that kind of school. She walked to France. Francis School, surrounded by marshals, wearing a clean dress and a bow in her hair, and carried her lunch pail. Ruby walked slowly for the first few blocks. As Ruby approached the school, she saw a crowd of people marching up and down the streets. Men and women and children shouted at her. They pushed toward her. The marshals kept them from Ruby by threatening to arrest them. Ruby would hurry through the crowd and not say a word. The 
white people in the neighborhood were now sending their children to school. Then we got into the building. She was all alone except for her teacher, Miss Hina. There were no other children to keep Ruby company, to play with and learn with, and to eat lunch with. But every day, Ruby went in the classroom with a big smile on her face, ready to get down to the business of learning. She was polite, and she worked well at her desk. Mrs. Henry said she enjoyed her time there. She didn't seem nervous or anxious or scared. She seemed as normal and relaxed as any child I ever thought. So Ruby began learning how to read and write in an empty classroom and empty room. Sometimes I look at her and wonder how she did it, Miss Henry, said Miss Henry. How she went by those, those moths and sat there all by herself and seemed so relaxed and comfortable. Miss Henry requested Ruby in order to find out if the girl was really nervous and afraid, even though she seemed calm and comfortable. But Ruby kept saying she was doing fine. The teacher decided to wait to see if Ruby would keep on being so relaxed and hopeful, or if she gradually think, began to wear down, or eventually decided that she no longer wanted to go to school. At one moment, something happened. Major Schumacher stood by the window of the classroom as she usually did. After Ruby walked towards the school, suddenly Ruby stopped. Right in front of all the marble houses and screaming people, she stood there facing off those men and women. She seemed to be talking to them. Miss Henry saw Ruby's lips moving and wondered what Ruby could be saying. The crowd seemed ready to kill her. The marshals were frightened and tried to persuade Ruby to move along. They tried to hurry her into the school, but Ruby wouldn't budge. Ruby stopped talking and walked into the school. She went to the classroom and told me asked what happened. We should have told Ruby that she had been walking and that she was surprised when Ruby stopped and talked with the people in the world. She was scared and very I did not stop and talk with her. She said, Ruby, I saw you talking to me. She said, I saw you listening to me and I wasn't talking to Ruby. I was praying. I was praying for you every morning. Ruby had stopped and he blocked away from school to say prayers and people who hated the situation forgot because he was already in the middle of the angry ball. Ruby hurried through the mob as usual. After she walked a few blocks and the crowd was behind her, Ruby said a prayer she repeated twice a day before and after school. Please, God, try to forgive those people because even if they say those bad things, they don't know what they're doing. So you can forgive them just like you did those folks a long time ago when they said terrible things about you. We would recommend this book to a friend because it told us about Ruby Bridges. My favorite part was when Ruby was saying the prayer.